Well, welcome to the weekend. And if you're here in Indy or in the Midwest, it's going to be cold and we're going to get some more snow. But we can at least check out Daytona all weekend in sunny Florida, where my buddy David Deering is. He will join me on this episode to look ahead to Sunday's running of the Daytona 500. Will we see a driver win it for a multiple time or will we see a first-time winner? We'll dissect the duels from last night, which I thought were very entertaining. The first one is a little bit more tame. Seems like that second one always seems to ramp up, especially after the rain delay and uh, guys jockeying for position. Ty Dillon uh, got absolutely screwed, um, but I thought that the races were pretty good. We got the trucks coming up on Friday night. Let's thank our sponsors, Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. If you own a home and a refinance is in your future, right now is the best time to do it. Amazingly low rates, but that could change as we go deeper and deeper into 2021. If you are looking to refinance your home, please consider giving Kyle a call at Kyle Caliber Home Loans, 317-680-6306. Again, Kyle at Caliber Home Loans, 317-680-6306. And the money you save refinancing your home, why not put new floors in and revamp your home? Give Harley a call at Flooring is Forever, 317-755-1246, flooringisforever.com. They have over 20 years of experience a plus reviews online. Google search them. Flooring is forever 317-755-1246. The best in the business, the best here in Indy. Give Harley a call today. As I mentioned, David Deering, my old partner in crime at the old radio station, will join us down from Daytona. Um, we're going to talk about one of my favorite picks, and that's going to be second-year driver Christopher Bell. My pick to click, my pick to win the race is Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan Blaney is due. He's always there at the end. He's won at Talladega, and I think this is the the breakthrough big-time win for Ryan Blaney. He only has four career wins. I think two have been at Talladega. One was on the road course or the Roval, and the other, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, is Pocono in his first career win. So I'm going Ryan Blaney to win the Daytona 500. Give me Sheldon Creed to win the truck race. Um, Arca should be fun if you're a big NASCAR fan. You remember the name Rich Bickle. He's running it. I remember his KFC car back in the 90s. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure David Deering knows about that coming up too. And uh, then you got the Xfinity Series. That's always one hell of a race. And uh, we'll see that one come down to the finish. But without further ado, live from Daytona, enjoying the sun, I hope, and a frosty beverage is my good buddy David Deering. What's in your cup today, bud? I have my trusty Coke Zero, Tony. Everything is good to go here. Uh, actually, we just got back from lunch and had myself a little, nice little pina colada. It's been a busy week already, uh, kind of a jam-packed week with the clash on Tuesday in which your boy Kyle Busch won. I know you're not a big road course guy with NASCAR, but but I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the different aspects of the restarts and, and you know the bus stop on the back straightaway. What were your initial thoughts of uh, Speed Week's opening up on Tuesday with the clash? I I thought it was actually a very fun race, all things considered. I actually did not go to that race because the race uh, from last year when they ran, I think what they run in the fall, wasn't really that entertaining of a race. So I thought uh, with half the field in this, uh, it didn't seem something that interests me. And I ended up missing a hell of a show, but it it was a good race. Uh, They were, you could tell guys really, you know, we're really just going for the win, not giving a damn about points. But to me, Tony, that is not the Bush clash. Like, if you're going to run that race, then name it something different. But that's not the Bush Clash. Just like the race in, in uh, you know, coming up with, uh, the you know, NASCAR at Indy's old uh, road course, that's not the Brickyard. It's Tuesday was not the Bush Clash. It has to be something else. Well, they were clashing into each other, so. Maybe that's we'll- true. 
maybe they will keep it. All right, so last night we had the duels. It, it seems like as much as you want to have a teammate around, more importantly is to have, uh, I guess, a manufacturer teammate around. And we know that Bubba Wallace is kind of a flagship or whatever you want to call it with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I liked what I saw out of the Joe Gibbs cars in the duel. Um, Denny had a little bit of problems, but it seemed like Christopher Bell ran well. Um, what are your thoughts on just being in the right draft coming down to those last couple laps on Sunday? Yeah, it really seems like uh, it, more than ever, almost it's getting back to the point of the tandem racing where you need a push because guy, I mean, they're not quite locking bumpers or anything, but I was listening to guys radios and everything and, and spotters are really talking about pushing and, and, you know, not only that, but dragging brakes and bringing guys up to them. So it, you can't, you know, the days of side drafting up to the front are, are kind of gone right now with this package, but I'll tell you what, Tony, I had a hell of a time last night. It was fantastic. I mean, you saw, you saw that first race was kind of, you know, pretty boring, all things considered. So you knew that second race after that rain delay was going to be all hell breaking loose. And damn sure that was accurate. I was going to wait to get into this. And maybe, I mean, I get the rules. I understand. But Ty, Ty Dillon not getting into the Daytona 500 after finishing sixth. I know guys can fall back on speed. But I just think it's unfortunate that, and I hate to just call people out, but Derek Cope's getting blown off the track. I know he won yep. the Daytona 530 years ago, but you've got guys with big-name sponsors like Ty Dillon. And even if you want to go to Noah Gregson trying to make his first career at Daytona mm-hmm. 500 start, um, do you think the rules need to be changed a little bit on how you how you get into the race if you can't yeah. fall back on your speed? Yeah, I think definitely with Daytona, especially – and the main thing also is the charter system. Like, that charter system needs to go, at least for Daytona weekend – um, you, the, the past race winner that needs to go. It's just, I mean, it wasn't just Derek Hope too. It was the Rick Ware cars, Tony, as soon as both, both you know, both duels started the 51 to 52, I don't know if the 53 was in there or not, but they all dropped back too. So it's, it, you're taking away, you're taking away spots from fast cars who are deserving, who are actually up there battle. I mean, I mean, Ty Dillon finished what sixth? Yeah. That's the highest finish ever of anybody to not make the race. That's, that that that's something that needs to be changed because why why else are you going to run these races if you're going to have a guy who you know is fighting for it get a top ten finish not only that almost get a top five and still not make the race it, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of running these races other than to have guys potentially crash their you know crash their primary cars like you saw last night in the final race. I think it's uh it's it's you know throw a dart at the dartboard who's going to win this thing on Sunday. We saw Amarola look really good last night in the first duel. Austin Dillon makes that move late um, after Truex kind of got pushed back there on the backstretch. you got to be in the right position, and you've got to have teammates, as we talked about. Um, I'll start with Eric Amarola. You, you look at the big teams, I think he is the top guy right now that has the best chance on Stewart's team. Then you can go down to Gibbs and maybe go Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, but there's just the team factor of this. But my question to you would be, Hendrick's been so good at qualifying on the front row. What is it going to take for a Hendrick car to win on Sunday, and who has the best chance? See, Tony, I would have told you before last, or, you know, before the end of last night's race that it was William Byron. I mean, he won there last August, and not only was he, you know, you know, a Hendrick car that you know was set on the front row, front row, but he was leading for most of that race. If he wasn't, you know, if he was losing the lead, he was still hanging in, the, you know, that front pack and really kind of controlling most of that race. And then he gets his car wadded up. And now you don't know what his backup car is going to be like, you know, I would have gone with him beforehand, but other than that, I, I don't know about the Hendrick cars. Like 
I don't Larson was never really a threat yesterday. I honestly forgot he was running because he was never really in contention with the top, you know, top group of cars and uh, Bowman's fast, but, and I, you don't know what he's going to do with his backup car or if they're going to go to a you know, backup engine, I should say. So it's just, it's tough. Bowman, Bowman has the ability if the car is fine to run up there like Byron was, but it's just, there's a lot of unknowns right now. And that Hendrick, that Hendrick team, it, that that's one that, you know, you know where you're going to get from Gibbs. You know where you're going to get from Penske, Stuart Haas. But I don't know what we're going to see from Hendrick come Sunday. You mentioned Penske, a guy that, you know, comes to mind. Joey Logano's won the Daytona 500. Brad Keselowski um, is kind of in that same group as, as Kyle Busch. It's, it's a race that's eluded them. But before we get to those two guys, Ryan Blaney always seems to run well on these tracks, always seems mm-hmm. to be in position, um, won at Talladega last year. Your thoughts on Ryan Blaney possibly picking up the checkered flag on Sunday? Tony, he's the uh, next in line of the Ken Schrader, Kurt Busch guys that are always up front at the restrictor plate races. And he uh, just always, he's always up there. Not only does he always seem to be running up front, he always seems to avoid the big wreck. And he he's always there at the finish. So I would not be surprised one bit if you see Blaney, Blaney battling for, for the win on Sunday. But I – I don't know. I, he just seems like one of those guys that's always going to be the guy that runs up front but never wins. But, I mean, I I would love to see him win. Blaney's a hell of a driver. He's fun to watch at these races because he's all over the place. He Even though there are team orders, Tony, you see him pushing Chevys. You see him pushing Fords. Or I'm sorry, Toyotas. He doesn't care. He wants to go with the fast car to, so he can get back up to the front and lead. And I like that. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things we've seen it year in and year out. You may have a dancing partner for 195 laps, but when it yep. comes down to it, you go with who you have, you know, we were, we were, we were kind of looking at this. There's different angles. Do you want to be up front? The fuel situation, put your Harry hog hat on and you've got Cole trickle. Let's say you're on the stand for a guy like Christopher bell, who's got an opportunity. Who's ran well as a fast car. Are you trying to hang out up front? Are you dropping to the back? What is your strategy? I mean, look, it's easy to say all the time. Yeah. You got to be there the last 10 laps, but you got to also learn what you have throughout the day because what you may have learned in the duels last night or in practice tomorrow may totally be different than what you come with on Sunday, especially if we could see some bad weather in the forecast. I think what you got to do is kind of do what Denny Hamlin does every time there's a race at Daytona. Run up front as much as you can and then drop back for a little bit, see what your car is like in the pack and see how quickly it takes you to get up front just in case if you were to get shuffled out. Like what you saw with Kyle Busch last night, he got shuffled out with ten to go, went to the back of that pack, made his way up, you know, almost to winning it. So I think if you were to ask me, Tony, I want to be up front. I want to be up front, battling for the lead as many laps as possible because a wreck can happen anywhere. But you saw last night that wreck is mostly happening in the middle of the pack. Guys duking it out. You got a lot, got a lot of guys back there who, you know, aren't as experienced in restrictor plate racing. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna wreck Tony, I want to wreck going for the lead, not for twelve. Yeah, and it, and it's David Deering joins us. We're talking about the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. He's down in Florida. We saw it last night so many times, and we probably didn't see it as many times as it happened on TV. But guys just getting loose off the turn, being able to yep. save it. I mean, all it takes is one mistake, and 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 it, and it could be somebody who doesn't have the experience. But we've also seen veteran drivers going for it, getting loose, and next thing you know, it, it causes a huge pileup. So yep. um, a, a lot of this is just surviving the war of attrition throughout the race. And another thing you're going to see this weekend, Tony, unfortunately, I've been, trust me, I've been looking at radar for the weekend. A lot, of, a lot of reason for yesterday's stuff was because 
the rain came and it washed off all the rubber on the track. They were on a green track to start that second dual race. And I'm thinking you're going to see rain all weekend, whether, you know, it delays or not, it's going to wash off any rubber from Arca races or truck, you know, the truck race and in and Xfinity race. So that's going to only going to make things more hairy. And you're, you're like you said, when you're watching on TV, you're just watching, you know, drive through turn three in that pack. Oh, it just looks like there's a 200 mile an hour parade. But then you go to in-car camera and you see guys fighting that wheel back and forth, left and right and gas and brake and gas and brake. And you can only do that for so much before something happens when you're running, what, three inches apart from each other. So I, I, I'll tell you this, you're definitely, it's not going to be, you're definitely going to see some more chaos this weekend. That's for sure. I think that's definitely what, and that goes back to, I want to be up front, Tony. I want to be up front. If there's going to be chaos, I want to try to have the best chance to be away from it as possible. Let me ask you this, and this is going to be tough uh, because we know you're a Kyle Busch fan. Are we going to see a first-time winner in the Daytona 500 on Sunday, or are we going to see somebody win it for a multiple time? Because you've got Austin Dillon. You've got Logano, Denny in that. You've also got – I mean, Jamie McMurray was kind of flying under the radar, who I thought – Got pretty comfortable last night. Um, Austin Dillon has mentioned Ryan Newman, who proved last year before he ended up on his lid that he can get back up and, and lead these things. So you've, you've got some really good drivers that have already got a Daytona 500 under the belt, including probably the prohibitive favorite going in, Denny Hamlin, going for his third straight. And, you know, the funny thing, Tony, is Hamlin didn't really impress me that much in last night's race. Like, if anything, it was it was uh, Christopher Bell out of the Gibbs stable that impressed me. And, uh, you know, and that's in the second race, it was Bubba, you know, with the Toyota power. But Kyle, Kyle, I was listening to Kyle's radio last night. He doesn't feel like he has the horsepower. His car handles well, so that might help him. Uh, but he doesn't feel like he has the horsepower. I think, Tony, to answer your question, I think you're going to see a repeat winner because Harvick is quietly strong. Austin Dillon proved that he, he can do it again. And I, I think Joe uh, Logano is always going to be up there competing for it. So um, it's a crapshoot. But if you, you know, if you were to ask me, I think you're going to see a, a repeat winner or not a repeat winner, but a, a guy who wins it for, you know, a second time or third time. You know, we always look at this and, you know, my guys, Michael McDowell, give me a guy that. <laughs> Let's say you were betting and you wanted to put a little juice on somebody to make some money. Somebody who's kind of flown under the radar but always seems to be there at the end with the chance to compete, at least for top five. Because, look, we it doesn't happen that often. I mean, Trevor Bain, obviously, is the first guy that comes to mind. Um, maybe even Ryan Newman last year. But somebody who may be flying under the radar that could be there at the end. You know, the funny thing, Tony, is I would have uh, – I, I honestly would have gone with um... – I honestly would have gone with Eric Almirola before he won his duel last night because he was a half a lap away from winning Daytona a couple of years ago. He's got that Stuart Haas power that always seems to run well. He's won a few plate races at uh, at uh, at Talladega, so I would have picked him, but I don't think he's really a dark horse now. So I, I would say Christopher Bell. I think he's really he's. I mean, he was dom- dominant in yes in last night's race, even though he didn't really lead much. He was just he was aggressive. Like, I'm watching him out there, Tony. I'm like, well, that, that looks like Denny Hamlin in a yellow car. Just the way he was moving around, the way he was he was being decisive on what he wanted to do. He was kind of dictating what he wanted to do. I think Christopher Bell in his first race, it's kind of hard to say a Joe Gibbs car is a dark horse, but when you think, to your point, when you think Gibbs guys, you think Hamlin, you think Truex, you think Kyle Busch. You don't really think about Christopher Bell.
Oh, no. Another guy I wanted to talk to about is Bubba Wallace, and there's obviously a lot of popularity that he took on last year. Maybe he hasn't been in the best top-tier equipment. Now he's got a chance. How important is it to get off on a good start at Daytona? But to me, I, for me to be proven that Bubba Wallace is for real, I need to see him race well week in and week out consistently, and this is his best chance to do it. Yeah, I agree with you there, Tony. He, he's always been good at these restrictor play races. I mean, you saw not just, you know, last year and even this weekend, but uh, a couple of years ago he finished finished second to Austin Dillon. He, he's proven that even with, you know, not – not the best equipment that he's good at these restrictor plate races. So yeah, this weekend, definitely, you know, I think they're expecting a good finish. Honestly, you were to ask him, he's probably expecting a win, but I think you could see him running well. I mean, I I, I would project him to get a top 10. I mean, he, he definitely, he definitely has the car to get top five. That's for sure. Cause he, he was one of those guys that would get shuffled back and not only make his way back up, but lead again. And he was, you know, he was making a lane when the top line was rolling. Tony, he was making lanes on the bottom, and so I think he does have the car. But to, to what you're saying, I want to see what he can do at Phoenix. I want to see what he can do at Fontana if they go there. I want to see what he can do at Charlotte, at at you know a place that Arrow play Arrow plays much more of an importance than horsepower. So I think they can do it. I mean, they're they're pretty much just you know a fifth JGR car. So, I, and I think he has the talent too, but that's really where going to be the, the test is going to be is not this weekend, not next weekend at the Daytona road course, but after that, when they go to Vegas, when they go to Phoenix, when they go Homestead, that's where you're going to need to see, you know, what this 23 team can do, what, what their potential is for this first year. You mentioned last night, he's still got a lot to learn as well. All right. So there's, there are a lot of, I guess, familiar faces in new rides this year. Bubba comes to mind. Kyle Larson in the five. Chase Briscoe moves up. Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain. You can go down the list. Which driver in his new ride will shine the brightest, let's say, the first six or seven weeks of the season? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a very good question. I know as soon as I make a pick, I'm going to come back to you after we're done here and be like, oh, I should have gone with this guy. But I think the guy with the best chance is either – Bubba or Larson just because they're talented drivers in some of the best equipment. So yeah. I, I think one of those two guys, I, I know Larson has been gone for a bit, but he's shown that he can drive anything with wheels. So I think one of those two guys will be the ones to look for uh, here once Daytona is over. Yeah. I'm with you there. I, I am excited to see what Christopher Bell can do in that 20 cars. You mentioned yep. last night. You see, something. You, I just, we just talked about him and I've already forgotten about it. Um, but I am curious, maybe not to shine the brightest, but I'm very curious to see how this relationship with Ross Chastain and Chip Ganassi is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, that 42 car, you know, there's weeks where you're like, man, they can challenge for a win every every weekend. And this was even before Larson. I mean, we saw how good Matt Kenseth ran at a few races last year. I think the Brickyard as well, he was up there. Um, but Ross Chastain is a guy who has built his way up and has driven some lower equipment to very good finishes. But now it's kind of like, all right, it's your time to shine for Ross Chastain. I'm just very interested to see how him and Kurt Busch will kind of develop a relationship to see what happens from there. Because, again, there's been times in that 42 car where you're like, you know, when Larson was in it, hey, this this thing can this thing could be up front every week. And then there's times where, like, oh, yeah, the 42 car finished 17th, not surprised. Right, exactly. And the thing with Ross is he kind of has a reputation of damaging equipment. And yes. – 
And what he needs to do, I think, if anything, Tony, keep all four fenders on the car here these these first few weeks and kind of get acclimated to the car get because they're not, you know, they're not practicing. They're not practicing. They're not able to test. So he's still, in a way, learning his new team. So with that, I think he, it's all about, you know, taking it slow here, taking it steady, I should say. You don't want to go slow, but take it steady. Keep all four fenders on it. Bring it home at the end of the race and then kind of work from there. It's a long season. Uh if he's if he's wadding the car up before the second stage, you're not going to learn a damn thing. Yeah. So that's that's what he needs to do. I know he's you know it's exciting. He finally has you know a car of some substance under him in the Cup Series that he can you know go out and be competitive in. But he's he's proven in any form you know all the other forms of NASCAR that he's uh, he's a very aggressive driver and he wants to go win. He wants to go win right now, and that that's awesome. But that can also uh, that can also be a detriment when uh, especially when you're when you're new to the Cup Series on a team you've not been with for a long time. We've got four races over the next, let's call it, 48 hours with the trucks, Friday night, and then ARCA, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Quickly, we'll touch on all three. Uh, Truck Series, to me, is always one of the more exciting races, no matter where they are. Um, To me, it's must-watch. You know, you you could start with, I guess, Sheldon Creed, Grant Enfinger, Johnny Sauter. Who are some of the guys to maybe watch out for? Because it seems like pretty much drivers 1 through 25 to 30 have a chance any any weekend when it comes to this truck series. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And uh, I think I, I think really it is, you know, Grant Enfinger on a limited schedule. I think he wants to go out there and prove, hey, I should be on a full schedule. I should be out here, you know, competing for this championship. So I think he wants to go out there and send a message early that you know Thor Sport made a made a bad mistake in uh you know giving away some of his races to 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 another driver. Let's talk about that Arca race that uh, Rich Bickle is going to run of all Rich players. Bickle's running? Rich Bickle is Okay, I, I'm just now learning this. So Rich Bickle is in the is in the Arca race. I believe uh her name is Brittany Zamara. I could got I might have got that last name wrong. I think there's three girls in the field tomorrow. Mhm. Uh, Brittany's car, like the, I guess the chassis of the car is the same one that Sterling Marlin drove in the 2005, 2004 Daytona 500. Um, so there are some interesting tidbits when you look up and down, um, to me, when I watch Arca, like, yeah, it's cool to see Ty Gibbs and the guy, you know, Zane Smith, the guys that we know are going to move up and probably be in trucks and expand the next couple of years. But it's those guys in the middle of the field that don't have a sponsor that are battling for it, which kind of makes it all worth it just to see these guys doing it for the love of the sport and not to make money or not to try to move up. They're just out there driving their race cars because that's what they love to do. Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to that, Tony, that's just a fun race because most of the time you don't really have a driver that you're pulling for. So you're just there just to watch the race. So if they can make it through turn one, lap one without wadding up half the field, I'll be excited because like, like we've talked about with the trucks and Xfinity, they put on a hell of a show at Daytona because they just don't care. So they're going for the win. They don't care about teams. They don't care about manufacturers. They don't really care about who, you know, you know, sponsors really, they just want to go win Daytona and that's all you care about. So that's going to be a fun race. I cannot wait to watch that tomorrow. I don't really know who's in it other than Rich Bickle. You could tell me Bobby Gearhart's still running and I would believe you, but I'm just, I'm just excited to go, go and see that race. Cause honestly, if it's one of those races watched on TV, this will be my first ARCA Daytona experience. So I'm interested to see what it's like. All right, before we let you go, give us a winner for Sunday's Daytona 500, and you can't say Kyle Busch. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not picking Kyle Busch. I don't think he has speed for it. Uh, 
I would take because I'm here and I know it's going to be the wet blanket award for me. I'm taking Joey Logano. In <laughs> uh, all honesty, I think he is. He, he's probably my pick. I've been debating between him and Harvick, but I think I'm going with Logano. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong so bad. My dark horse is Christopher Bell. Yeah, and, and we, there there are some guys that I think will be there at the end that we really haven't talked about. I mean, Rick, I think Ricky Stenhouse will be up there, but I don't think he's going to last to the end because that just always seems what Ricky does. Um, you know, you've got other guys out there that are just – I don't want to say riding around, but you look at guys like Chase Briscoe and mm-hmm. maybe even, you know, throw – David Reagan in there who was, you know, kind of had a decent run last night. Um, I, I just think that the, the excitement for Daytona comes every year because everybody wants racing. It's always a good race. And what, what even I get complacent with sometimes with NASCAR is like, if I flip it on on the Sunday, more than likely Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, it's, it's the same old, same old, but with Daytona and how big of a race it is, um, you have to watch every lap because there's so many different drivers that I think have, have to win. I would say literally if I was in a coma and you woke me up Monday morning and you gave me one of, let's say 25 drivers that won the Daytona 500, I'd probably believe it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a crapshoot on the grandest of scales for racing because it's their biggest race and anybody can win that. And that's what makes it fun. I mean, it's not just going to be, Oh, Hey, it's, you know, like, you know, an Indy car, when you go to the Indy 500, you expect Penske, you expect Ganassi, you expect Andretti. You Nowadays, you maybe expect Ray Hall. But with Daytona, you can have – Johnny Benson was in, was in a car that didn't get a sponsor until Sunday morning, and he was four or five laps away from winning the Daytona 500. So you just don't know – you don't know what to expect with a race like this. Well, it's, it's incredible to look at, like, let's just say the top five of the last – I don't know, 20 years. I mean, I remember Scott Riggs had a top five yep. at one point. Obviously, Trevor Bain won. Even, I think, Ward Burton, to an extent, was kind of an upset winner. Um, remember a couple years ago, I mean, obviously, Mike, I mean, Michael McDowell's been up there. Brandon mm-hmm. Gaughan's been up there. Um, you know, it, it, it is – I almost take more joy and have more fun seeing, like, David Gilliland four or five years ago finishing in the top five. Yep. Or something like that. Then just seeing, oh yeah, Denny Hamlin won again. Or hey, a big name guy won again. Um, I, I think it would be great to see like a deep dark horse win this thing because I mean, even Austin Dillon a couple of years ago, I thought was was, was kind of a surprise. yeah. And I mean, just because for the fact that he's in a capable car, but he's never really been a guy that's constantly up front, let alone at super speedways. So it, it's 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 with racing in general, Tony. It's always awesome to see a guy who, when you go in, you had no idea would win that race. So it makes it more memorable, too. Like, I was there when this random guy won, as opposed to, yeah, I was there when one of the Penske guys won again. Or, yeah, I was yeah. there when I was there when one of the Gibbs cars won for the eighth time. So that, that, that's, that's what makes Daytona so awesome, is you just don't know what to expect. And, and I think there's two guarantees at Daytona. There's going to be the big one, if not multiple big ones, and two, there is going to be that 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 upset dark horse guy finishing inside of the top five. I think even Corey LaJoy was in the top ten uh, mm-hmm. in Daytona one year. So it is up. It, it, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a fun weekend down at Daytona. And uh, David Daring, thanks for uh, 
hopping on. Give people your Twitter accounts. So I know you'll be tweeting out videos and uh, pictures throughout the racing. Yeah, weekend. follow me on Twitter. I'll try to try to tweet when I can tonight and throughout the rest of the rest of the weekend. I'm at ddeering88, and uh, hope you guys are having fun up there in cold ass Indiana. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready. To, I don't know why I live in this city anymore. <laughs> to be honest, with you. oh come on down, Tony. We got plenty of room. Yeah, uh, you know St. Petersburg is kind of on the ra- on the radar for any car in a couple months, but yeah, I mean it is what it is. But um, we do know this, and and when we were in radio together, we saw this every week. Like people watch NASCAR. Like Na- Indianapolis will be a top five market coming up on Monday when you look back at the ratings for Sunday. Yeah, I'm right, they are, and I think you're going to see a good race on Sunday. I've seen the Bush Light sales down in Martinsville. So. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. So, alrighty, man, enjoy. Thank you. All right, but I'll talk to you. All right, big thanks there to David Deering. Enjoy the NASCAR weekend. Let me know who you think is going to win. Again, my pick, Ryan Blaney on Sunday to win the Daytona 500. My dark horse, top 10 pick if you're talking about betting. Of course, as always, my boy, Michael McDowell. I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. If Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500, on Monday, I will go to the nearest Love's Travel Stop, his sponsor, and I will buy everybody there a roller dog and a fountain drink. Uh, you have my word on that, but my pick will be Ryan Blaney. Uh, I'll be cheering for Blaney, McDowell, Chase Elliott. Uh, interesting. Is, and I, I, and Christopher Bell. I'm a big Christopher Bell guy. And I think he's going to be there at the end. And, and of course, would love to see Bubba Wallace do well. Um, I want to see Bubba Wallace up there towards the end. I think he will make a hell of exciting because we know that he'll go for it. So thanks to Flooring Is Forever. Check them out, flooringisforever.com. And my buddy Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. Refinance your home. Save some money. We could all use that here in 2021. Enjoy Daytona. We'll be back next week on the Tony D Podcast. Thanks for listening.